Hey, what's up? And welcome back to the PT Pinecast podcast. My name is Dr. K. Mastracola. I'm filling in for Jimmy McKay. And today I am so excited because this, everybody, is a booty call. And you're like, wait a minute, who is this girl hopping on and taking over for Jimmy and doing a booty call? Uh, let me explain, because in studio, I have Dr. Jake Bartholomew. He is a pelvic floor physical therapist outside of Seattle who is speaking at CSM on a topic that I am so excited to hear about, all about safe anal sex. And so I want to hear from him. Jake, take it away. Who are you? What are you doing? And tell us about CSM. Thank you for having me. This is exciting for me too. Um, I, like you said, I'm Jake. I'm a physical therapist in Seattle. I've been here since 2000 when I finished PT school, which was at Slippery Rock University. Um, I grew up in Alaska and then I went to undergrad at Penn State, far away, and then uh, went to PT school, happened to be in Pennsylvania also. I uh, started treating um, general outpatient ortho for. Uh, coming out of school. And then I had a coworker who is a pelvic, pelvic health therapist treating all pelvises. And when the Herman and Wallace had the first male pelvic floor con ed course come out, it happened to be in Seattle. And she strongly nudged me and said, Jake, would you please consider taking this course? Um, because I have a four month wait list. And if you could help see the men, then everyone could get in sooner. And, and I, she saw my hesitation um, and uh, she's like, you know, just take it. She's like, and then if you don't want to do it, you certainly don't have to. But she's like, if you, if it all appeals to you, I'm right here to mentor you. So I took the course and of course it wasn't nearly as scary as I thought it would be in my mind. Um, yeah. And so I had this amazing mentor right from the start, my coworker and good friend. Um, and that started my public health journey in about 2008. I think that course was. That's fantastic. And you're presenting at CSM this upcoming week, correct? I am on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. For those of you going, um, oh, I can't remember our room number offhand, but it's under the pelvic health section. There's just two courses that morning and ours is titled, But Your Patients Are Curious, Considerations for Safe Anal Play. And I'm there's four of us, but only three of us will be live in person. One person can't make it, but she sent in recording stuff and she has amazing slides, which is Heather Edwards. Um, and then I'm also presenting with Lance Frank, who people know as Lance in your pants. Um, he was on my podcast. Oh, was he? Awesome. Yeah. And then Alex Papel or Papali. I'm not sure how you say their last name, but, um, Alex is fabulous also. And, uh, you know, we all are contributing our slides and I'm looking through the slides they added and it's it's going to be a very fun and educational presentation. And it's also taboo. And I mean, like I'm a pelvic health therapist, too, so I am beyond excited to see this topic and seeing, you know, more normalization of different forms of like sexuality, expression, gender identity, and also, you know, just like talking about the things that people are doing but not talking about and like you know i find that's especially when things start to get dangerous is like when there's not appropriate education and so was there any kind of like hesitation like how did like the idea of like you know what let's go to csm and talk about butt stuff like how did that formulate um i'm trying to remember it was heather and i texting um at csm just because we'd always talked about presenting together something and i had seen she 
and Alex um, had, they have a little brief, like one hour webinar that they have online that's available really for the, in layman's terms, beginner guide to butt stuff, essentially. Um, and so I knew um, they'd already educated on it. Um, Lance has talked on different forums um, about this stuff. And then I spoke on it at Pelvicon in September, which I think is probably the first major conference that anyone's talked about anal sex, um, as far as I know. And that was a short little, I mean, short, uh, about a 40 minute presentation. And here at CSM, we have, you know, about an hour 40 or 45 before Q and A. And so, and I knew from Alex and Heather's work, the increased breadth they bring about like power dynamics and um, mm. lots of other important, important topics that I didn't cover um, at Pelvicon. And so, I don't know, just, just Heather and I kind of texted, like, we should do something. We should do anal sex because I was on my mind because I was preparing for Pelvicon kind of thing. And, um, and then we just kind of pulled out uh, Lance's name and, and Heather threw out Alex's name. And I'm like, amazing. This is amazing. Our team. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of like feedback are you like expecting? Are you expecting people to be like hesitant towards this kind of information? Or do you think the pelvic community is going to be like, this is the answer that I've been waiting for? Like, especially from doing it at Pelvicon, like, uh, do you think like the audience shift is going to be different? It's a great question. And I'm, I really, I won't know till that morning because at Pelvicon is such a cool format, how everyone sits in the audience and you rotate the speaker. So everyone gets mm -hmm. to hear every talk and you don't have, you don't choose. And CSM, of course, people have choices of what they're going to go to. And so at Pelvicon, if they were like shy or nervous or secretly wanted to hear it, but embarrassed, like it didn't matter because everyone was there. You're like, oh, I have to be here because everyone's here. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but I'm so glad I'm giving this information versus, um, you know, I definitely after I spoke or even before I spoke, I think, you know, because the Pelvicon's in this big hotel and a lot of people stayed at that hotel. So we're kind of crossing paths at breaks, going to the elevators, breakfast, whatever. And so it is just humorous in a hotel and a, this environment of 625 public health therapists, people just coming up to me and talking about it out in public, like not, not in the conference and um, just uh, public health therapists are just such a fun group of people um, ready to talk about anything at any time in any way. Um, so CSM will be very interesting because I'm, if you go see our course, you're choosing to go see our course and everyone knows the topic, but it's just one of those things like, well, if you're in there and you see someone else in there, they chose to see it too. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm hoping lots of students come, but I yeah. imagine they, they might be more shy. They haven't, they might not have taken that first level one course. They might not have that confidence to be who they are. I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, really, I hope we get a good turnout because it's wonderful. And like you said, it's happening out there. Either the patients are doing it or they're curious about it or their partner's curious about it. And so they need proper, safe information about it to do it in a healthy way. 
um, because so many are just turning to porn or, you know, um, Googling, you know, and getting magazine articles, right, in Cosmo or something that might not be the best information or not thorough information. So there's really a need and an importance for pelvic health therapists to be part of this education process, I believe. Um, So I I hope it's a good turnout and hope maybe your podcast will help get butts in seats so to speak yes and i think like you know it's so funny too is because my my partner is an er physician and so the overlap between um interesting things that show up in rectums and you know during christmas there was this tiktok that came out of this dude going through target and he was like don't put this in your butt i do not put this in your butt <laughs> and it's like listen to me and i remember you know, that i don't know if you posted it or where i saw that but i saw that i think you posted uh, it maybe I pro- yeah because it was it yeah. was so hysterical and so real mm-hmm. um and it really does amplify you know, the reduction of stigma that is still necessary. And we see that kind of within pelvic health, like in general. And so, you know, when you're practicing, like what kind of things should, let's take, you know, a pelvic health therapist off the table and just a regular kind of like outpatient orthopedic PT, and they just get a very open patient. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What kind of things like should they be looking out for should be like saying like, not to pull everything from your presentation, but kind of like top two highlights of how to kind of have an appropriate conversation about safety, while also talking about a patient's sexual expression. That's, that's a great question. I'm not sure that I would encourage the ortho PT to have that conversation. Um, I will hopefully they accept the question and say, wow, you know, I'm not sure that's that's a good question, um, that I hadn't thought about in my mind, it's public health PTs. They're going to be discussing it with their patients. So you, you, you're making me think here hard for a sec. Um, I guess if they come to our course, they're going to be much better prepared to educate Mm. the general, the general ortho PT who hasn't had our course or any public health course, you know, then it depends on their own background and what they're comfortable discussing. Um, I think they need screening questions to help determine should this patient maybe also see a public health therapist. Yeah, Uh, I agree there. But otherwise I think they might be kind of jumping outside their scope, like out of their, not, you know, not legal scope of practice, but out of their education base. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally absolutely agree that like, you know, I don't think even one like 45 minute hour and 40 minute CSM session warrants anybody to have the expertise to kind of have this conversation. But I think knowing that an orthopedic PT can hear a patient saying these kinds of things and then refer them out to a pelvic PT and and knowing that I think that that's kind of the most important tool in our toolbox is to start working, you know, because I feel like I'm very blessed to work in a practice with seven other pelvic PTs, which is not normal. Um, And so the pelvic PT is kind of in this own almost like mystical bubble, where I feel like if we kind of started more in that like, intra professional alliance like i feel like that's lacking a lot in the pelvic health space is having these ortho screening questions that then you know 
they make the good impression of like what PT is. They kind of start the conversation and then transition them to a pelvic sector. And that's with anything, you know, like urinary leakage, fecal incontinence, like pain with sex and just genuine curiosity about safe anal play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great points. What three things are you most looking forward to in CSM, whether that be your presentation or just in general? Uh, I love seeing everyone. You know, it's such a great time to reconnect with. So I'm rooming with like my best friend from PT school. She lives in LA. And so CSM is like the one time usually per year that we really get to reconnect. We're both busy with kids and work. And, um, and then I get to see a couple friends from undergrad that, you know, I ran track and cross country. And so I just have a tight bond with them. And there's uh, a couple in the Boston area. So we're having dinner one night. Um, and then and then just my co-presenters right like we are all in four different cities and so mm. to all to be together um will be really fantastic and um i need to go back you know i've been so focused on you know my presentation and trying to make it good and the slides that i need to go back and see what courses i want to go to on the other days and see uh what's being presented i want to see um Jessica and Nicole, um, yeah. co-founders are presenting. Um, and so it'd be fun to catch up with them as well. And I just, I, the energy there is so good. There's so many students and that always blows me away is how many students are able to go to CSM and they just bring a level of energy the first couple of days, Saturday morning, their energy level drops because <laughs> yeah. they, they, they all go out Friday night. Um, I'm looking forward to all of those things. Yeah, same. I definitely, with CSM, like this is my second year being able to go. I was a COVID graduate, so um, that unfortunately was not an opportunity when I was a student. Uh, but now that I'm kind of like in this early professional phase, I was able to, you know, go last year and speak and go this year and speak. And um, I'm definitely biased to more of like the social events. Yeah. <laughs> like I love, you know, I love the exhibit hall and seeing what new technology is coming out. I'm huge into like disability ethics and progressing, you know, just adaptive equipment. So I could spend hours just talking to the people within there and, and networking um, to kind of expand the scope. And I think I encourage any student out there um, who's listening or even like new professionals, old professionals, you know, something I'm gonna challenge myself to do is at CSM is to do something that I otherwise wouldn't go and see. So like, maybe I go to a cardio poem session, maybe I go to a neuro mm. session. And to those students, I also challenge you, maybe you go to an anal sex talk because it's not something that you would probably think to do, but I can guarantee you're gonna take something from it, even if you're not a pelvic health PT. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm personally talking about um, anatomy and physiology and nerve supply and stuff. So, I mean, there's going to be good either review or new information that might have been glossed over in PT school. I had no pelvic floor training coming out of PT school. So that that alone could be information, good info. And then just the studies, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the prevalence increasing. Um, I think Alex is talking about lubes and condoms and safety and nice. the, the educate, like people are not educated well enough on lubes and the right pH and osmolality for both vaginal or rectal uh, use. And you don't want to dry things out or raise the risk of STIs. And so there's a lot of good just information for everyone about lubes and condoms. Yeah. And Cause then, it should be pleasurable and comfortable. 
Exactly. And, and safe, right? Like, and you safe. know, th thinking about the biome and everything. You guys can check out Jake at his presentation at 8 a.m. on Saturday at CSM. He is presenting. I'm going to let him say the name of the presentation one more time. It is but dot dot dot. Your patients are curious. Considerations for safe anal play. And I'm going to finish with a hysterical story of my roommate in college, sophomore year. She was an exchange student from India and she comes back to the dorm just hysterically crying. And I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? And she's like, Kay, I just need you to explain something to me because no one's explaining it. And I was like, absolutely, what's going on? And she was like, well, I was in the middle of class and I dialed my mom by accident and I booty called her and everyone's laughing at me because I booty called my mom. And I was like, oh, you sweet bean, you butt dialed her. <laughs> and there's a difference there. <laughs> that is fantastic and shows how ridiculous English can be and how hard English is. Well, thank you so much, Jake, for chatting with me. This has been the PT Pintcast and we will see all of you guys at CSM.